Welcome to the Iowa Agronomy Update, where we talk all things agronomics. I'm your host, Brent Schwinnaker, and this podcast is brought to you by Asgro DeKalb Brand Seeds. Hey everyone, and welcome to a new edition of the Iowa Agronomy Update. Uh, it's uh, May 24th, we're on the uh, Friday before Memorial Weekend, and we got a, uh, a special edition here that uh, we wanted to get out in front of you guys. We got a, a new guest to the podcast here today, and we're welcoming in uh, Sean Aarons. Hey, Sean, how are you today? Hey, good morning, Brent. I'm doing pretty good, thank you. Hey, so I uh, wanted to bring Sean in, and, uh, and, and Sean is, uh, is a busy guy, and he wears a number of different hats, and he, um, he has gone off and created a, uh, a website and an app uh, that um, I, wanted, I wanted to get uh, Sean on here to, to talk about that, and so uh, we're going to go in and talk a little bit about graincoat.com and, and how, Sean, how, how did, how did graincoat, you know, come about, you know, give us a little background into, to your thoughts behind this and, and is your official title like CEO or founder or what, you know, what is, what is the official title? Then? Yeah. yeah fo- founder works. Okay. Okay. Uh, yes. So it, it really started Brent when I was in the tractor doing some, fall inline ripping uh it would have been the october of 2017 and as you mentioned i wear many hats so i'm always uh bouncing around and and have uh kind of traveling on the mind and uh but need to be able to take care of grain decisions while i'm on the road and i was using a a cloud spreadsheet uh google drive you know i've tried dropbox i tried a lot of different solutions but I really didn't have anything that was super easy to track and manage my offers, manage inventory that I had available to sell. Uh, couldn't really send a text message that was tracked uh, to my elevator and get a fill back. And then uh, when, I, when it comes to tax time, I always had to figure out where I was with inventory and value that for the, the tax man. So uh, that October, I was... I was kind of thinking, you know what, there's got to be a better way, an easier way that you could do this in an app. And I had worked with a developer in the past. So I, I hit him up and said, hey, here's what I want to do. We scoped it out in January of 2018, I believe it was. We, uh, we kicked off development and uh, started to, to really go through the process of, of laying out the scope a bit further drawing up wireframes for what it would look like and then uh august of 2018 was when we when we launched well so you're you're really it took it took the better part of of a year from that concept in the in the cab in 17 to not quite fall of 18 to really to really get this concept off the ground yeah, it, it took some time. And as with anything, you start out and you, you know where you want to go, but then you hit a few bumps along the road. And that's, that's just, uh, you know, things that happen. So you, you get set back two weeks or four weeks, depending on how bad it was. Um, and, and so you just overcome those and try and figure out what's the best path forward, given the scope and the vision for what I wanted to create. Yeah. 
Yeah, so so we we're now past. We're into the spring of nineteen here now, and and you mentioned a, a number of the uh, different things that you wanted to accomplish by by launching uh, Grain Coat, right? So uh, really around uh, just just some flexibility and simplification around this grain marketing process, right? And, and really we're we're all getting busier, right? And, and it just, it, it's a, it's a process that shouldn't be taken for granted and we need access to it, uh, 24 seven, right? When, when, when planning progress reports come out, we, <laughs> need, we need to be changing our, our thing, our, our marketing plan. Right. So, right. Yep. Yeah, so what, you know, how did, how does somebody get started or how does, you know, what, what's the first steps here in the, in the grain coat? Yeah, well, as you alluded to, we, we started on the web. The web is, of course, the easiest place to launch software, so to speak. So uh, we started on the web, and then in December, we launched on the iPad, and then uh, it would have been just about, I think it was maybe early April, uh, early to mid-April, call it, we launched on the App Store for iPhones. Mm-hmm. So uh, for a user to get started, they can log on to graincoat.com. They can download it via the Apple store and uh, get started. It, it is, I would argue, it's probably a little bit easier to set up on the web. Uh, but, you know, as you talk about what were the kind of core features or functionality that, that I really wanted to, to get out there and, and at least start with what would be a minimum viable product, so to speak, it was really about uh, making easy projections. So with Grain Coat Advantage, which is the paid version of the app, uh, you can put in your cropping plan for one year and we'll fill out that crop plan then for up to five years in advance. As you think about marketing, and uh, of course this year is a prime example of why, uh, you know, as a market runs, you try and think about how many years out am I selling and, and what do I have available to sell? So I really wanted a, a way that I could log on to a dashboard, take a look at it, and see very easily what do I have sold, unsold, what's on a basis or an HTA contract. That way, when the market moves, I know that what I've, what I've got available. Right. The second thing was, was then really that making a sale or offer via text message to the elevator. So... Uh, one of the features there is uh, once you connect to an elevator, we're not replacing the broker. We're not replacing the elevator. Uh, we're simply uh, a way to kind of add to that relationship that you have with your existing buyer that you can send them a text message or an email with your offer. They acknowledge it. They accept it once it's once it's filled. It automatically updates your system. So the nice thing about this is it's a little bit of a hybrid approach where, yes, me as the farmer, I have to enter my offers and I have to enter my crop plan. But once the elevator fills the offer through grain coat, then it will automatically update my system. So I don't have to go back and remember that when I get that paper contract to update my spreadsheet or when they call me, uh, it's just done. So th- those are those are uh, by and large a couple of my favorite features. Uh, we're we're in the process of launching delivery notifications. So if we ever get this crop planted uh, and, and we've got contracts to deliver, 
we'll send you a text message that tells you what contracts need to be delivered where and when. Mm. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, I think when, when you think about that simplification process and really that relationship with your, with your broker and marketer, you know, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head, right? It, it really brings that all together and, and back to that dashboard. I think you hit on that dashboard as well as like, you know, number of people I, you know, I, I tend to be very visual in myself with that dashboard. Right. So I, I want to see, you know, what percentage and where I'm at. And um, so, uh, and then how many, are you limited on how many delivery locations you are connected to? I'm, I'm imagining guys have, have grain all over the countryside and they're using multiple different locations. Is there limitations there or not? No, uh, with, with the grain code advantage, you can set up your elevators, you can track those, uh, and there's no limit to how many. You can also have multiple operations. So a lot of the users that are on the grain code advantage, maybe they're a father son operation, but dad's still selling his own grain. And what this allows you to do is um, keep those operations separate, but in one account. Oh. Yeah, there. That's probably. I'm assuming, Sean, when you were when you were developing this, that that those kind of features were probably some of the hardest things to to put your wrap your hands around, right? Because there there's so many different scenarios around operations, right? And you've got crop sharing and custom farm, you know, what, you know, and, and I see here that the crop sharing is a, is a, one of your key features here on that, you know, is that, how is that? I mean, how, how we were just explain to us kind of how you in, captured all these different scenarios into the, into the grain coat platform. Yeah, that's, that's one of the toughest things. Uh, you know, when, when you go and try to start something, um, even, even a, you could argue the analogy plays really well as as we debate plant uh, plant or no plant or prevent plant or how do I get an MFP payment or whatever right it's mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of different scenarios and at the end of the day you think through a lot of them uh, but the reality of it is is chances are you always miss something you get really close but you miss something. And, and then you kick yourself afterwards that why didn't I think of that? And part of it's just the, the intensity of a thought process that's kind of our human nature that you get so engrossed in thinking through it that, that you just really get blinders on and think you've got it all. So that being said, determining what the minimum viable product was that we rolled out in August that was probably one of the toughest decisions because it was not a perfect product and it didn't have all the features. And frankly, today it doesn't still have everything that I want to build into it. So a lot of it was really just trying to talk with a, a number of different farmers who have those different operations of father, son and crop share and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, double cropping as we get south. So those those features are all added as part of it of of being able to crop share and manage uh, how many bushels do you have if you're on a 50-50 crop share? How many, uh, you know, how many bushels do you have if you're a double crop? Because that changes how we project bushels for multiple years through a double cropping scenario. Yeah. 
So, so it was, it was frustrating. Um, you know, for those who know me, I'm a bald guy, so I didn't have much hair to pull out uh, <laughs> as I ran into those situations, but, but it was, uh, you know, it was all part of the process of just really trying to, uh, scope it, understand what were the true needs and, and then understanding what were the needs that, that had to be there on day one versus where we're at today, which is very different. Uh, I would argue even from, from back in August. Yeah. So, so how often is, so since, since launch, uh, you know, probably, uh, eight, nine months ago, you know, how many, how many edits does it take to, to keep up with, with a, platform like this <laughs> oh that's that's hard to say ideally <laughs> uh you know we we tend to only make big ones on on the app store um you know and, and do most of the minor changes on the web yeah and i i know just in general that's that's been a frustration i've been in the technology space now for a number of years throughout my career and it's always been a frustration that the web has more updates or more functionality than the app. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just the nature of, of the process it takes to a make the updates, B write the code really uh, a write the code, B make the updates and, and C get it pushed to the app store. Um, so, you know, it's kind of the nature of it. Um, there, there are some weeks that we push more updates than others uh, but we also, you know, we have a system that we work kind of offline and can test those updates before we push them live to try and make sure you get all the bugs out. Sure. But but nonetheless, uh, it, it seems like we we still run into some bugs and that that happens. Sure. But that, that's just the nature of this this type of development. Right. I mean, it's just keeping up with the technology. That's just the nature of the beast. Right. Yeah. And then, and then what platform do you go to? Certainly I know there's probably that are listening that gosh, why doesn't it work for Android? Uh, And that's just a matter of rewriting, you know, it's development time for writing code, uh, you know, and it's kind of an individual who decided to go out and and try and develop and, and launch an app. That's, those are priorities that, that I've had to make of where do I want to start and where do I want to end up and, uh, won't won't write off that we're we're never going to launch on an Android platform, but those are all decisions that you have to make, and it's yeah. a kind of a cost benefit analysis and part of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean, you mentioned uh, end of year reporting, uh, inventory management. I wanted to touch on those uh, certainly. Um, you know, so I know a, a big piece is once you get to that that lovely tax time. Uh, that reporting piece, you know, um, walk through us a little bit of, of the simplification of that or the ease of, of doing that there uh, to know where you're at at tax time. Sure. Yeah, the, the inventory management piece was really around, as you think about contracts that you have, contracts that you have to deliver, uh, what's what's left? It was really trying to streamline a little bit of that process. So as you made deliveries, you could remove from inventory. And we have a pie chart that'll show you those deliveries that are made. So you know where you land at, at the end of the year, where you're at at any point, you pull up that page, frankly. And then the end of year report was was really, uh, <laughs> I, I look at this and I it's an end of year report, but it's Anytime you select the button, we go out, we pull the delayed futures 
and we provide a value of your inventory or estimated bushels. So you can then do a kind of a what if analysis that if I've got uh, this many bushels available today, or if you wanted to put in a future price of your own, you can do that. And, and really what that allows is just a really quick, easy way to, to not have to go scour through a folder of, of your contracts or your, your, uh, your delivery tickets from the elevator. It's right there. It's valued off of the current, current market. So at tax time or when you need to, to know what that number is, you can simply pull up the end of your report, see the values of either sold or unsold bushels, both, and then get a total revenue number uh, that you can use for your banker or just for your own reference. Those are, that's, those are good options to have. Uh, certainly, I think it just, I think it just keeps a simplification process uh, honed in and, and certainly uh, identified here. So, uh, Sean, you did mention uh, earlier in the podcast, you are, you are uh, I believe, are you a fourth generation farmer there in Illinois? Yes, that's fourth correct. Fourth generation. Yep. Uh, you did mention the PP comment. Uh, <laughs> uh, how, you know, how somebody, I mean, this is probably just something that's been turning in your head here of how you, how do you capture that something like this in crop planning in a, in your <laughs> inventory management? Yeah. Well, uh, so for, for the grain coat system, uh, we have the ability to edit your crop plan two times a year. And, and that will be, you know, part of the process here this year of if you've, if you don't get a crop planted or if you've changed from corn to soybeans, you have the ability to edit that crop plan for this year. And then we'll, we'll take that into account uh, as you think about verifying your fall harvest and the 2020 crop plan, uh, get the numbers right here, the, you'll have the chance to verify that two times a year. So there, there are tools available within the system to kind of manage through those last minute changes, whether it be uh, a wet year like this year or just any other management decision that needs to be made at the last minute, we allow you to verify and change that. So uh, it's, it's not stuck once you've, once you put sure. it in. Sure. I, Sean, a question that I, that I kind of popped up in my head here when you, when you were talking about the, the relationship with your um, marketing location elevator, does that is that a two way street in the in the grain coat uh, platform? I mean, you you mentioned the sending an offer uh, to to the elevator. Is there a way that the elevator can communicate, you know, and and present a new offer back to uh, back to the user as well, or or, is, or how does that work? So the only way an elevator can connect with a user today is that they. Uh, the user would send a connection request uh, essentially to that elevator. So we email a, a connection request that will then connect the elevator to the user. And at that point, the user can send those offers. Once the offer is acknowledged by the elevator saying it's working in the system, uh, they, once they hit acknowledge, we send a text message back to the user, to the farmer. Uh, once that offer is filled, and from the elevator, 
it will send a text message to the farmer. So those are the only connection points today. Uh, it, it has to be driven by the farmer. It can't just be uh, something that the elevator, they can't see a list of my customers. They can't right. see who's on the system. Right. Uh, it's all driven by a user connection sure. request. Okay. Well, Sean, this is, this is good stuff. What, what have we missed about uh, grain coat that we, that we haven't touched on? Well, I'm, I'm always sure there's, there's a question around data privacy, right? Yeah. And who owns the data? Uh, that's one of those things that, that I take very seriously, especially as a farmer myself. So it, as you look at our data privacy policy and our terms of use, we don't sell the data. We don't use the data. Uh, we, we use the data to provide reports back to the farmer by way of uh, at the end of the year report, we show that information. We show the average cash basis and futures price on that report. I certainly will continue to, to build out the system with some uh, functionality and reports around user data uh, for their respective account. Uh, but it, it's very clear that um, we're not going to sell it. We're not going to use it. Uh, so that's, that's one advantage that, that I have as being uh, the independent here with a grain marketing platform. We're not, we're not out there trying to replace the broker. Um, it's really just a tool to help the farmer track and manage grain marketing and inventory and uh, enable their relationship a bit more with technology to their elevators. How does someone get started or how, and what's the best thing for them to, to go do if they want to give it a shot? Yeah, they can check out the website at uh, www.graincoat.com and, uh, or search for it on the web or excuse me, on the app store, uh, for iPhones or iPads and uh, grain coat advantage is available for purchase through the website. It's uh, $199 a year for Grain Code Advantage, and that has all the features that we've talked about. The free version allows you to, to manage your crop plan, uh, but it's more of a manual process. And you can track your contracts, but you can't track where those contracts need to be delivered. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you don't have access to the end of your report. So um, fairly easy to access. Yeah. Support's available from phone, web email, text, however, however the user prefers. Yeah, Sean, that, this is uh, this is great stuff. We always, we always like highlighting some, some new technology here um, through the podcast and certainly, certainly appreciate all your effort uh, into uh, developing something, uh, something like this uh, and, and all your work uh, and hard work and continued effort. I, I'm, uh, I'm getting the glimpse here that this is an ongoing, continued effort to to make sure that the the platform stays up to date. So, um, certainly appreciate that. And and uh, if uh, Sean, if anybody has any questions, what's the what's the best way to get a hold of you? Easiest way is well, Twitter's always easy, but uh, Sean at graincoat.com, and that's S E A N at graincoat.com. And uh, I, I will share just a quick story on grain coat and that uh, how it came to be, uh, you know, because most might think it's uh, not a marketing software if you think about the name. Uh, but it was really one of those things as I was debating on what do you call a, a marketing software? 
And if you think about a raincoat that allows a little bit of protection from a weather event, seems like we've had plenty of rain this, this spring. But uh, as you think about grain coats and in the raincoat piece of it, it was really a, a way to drive a little parallel to helping farmers weather the storms of commodity marketing. And that's the tagline for grain coat of just trying to help a, a farmer have the tools and information needed as marketing is, is generally a tedious task for most farmers. Uh, most enjoy it, but it's just one of those things that how do you have the right information with you when you need to make a decision? How do you know what decision to make? Uh, so that was kind of where the, uh, the birth of grain coat and the name came from. Yeah, that it's a, it's a great analogy, especially this year, Sean, and, and maybe we yeah. have you to thanks. Thank for the jinx. I uh, guess, maybe. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> don't put that on me. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> no, I, I, I certainly don't think it, uh, we can, can tag an entire uh, <laughs> corn growing <laughs> region on, on just you. So uh, sure. I, think, yep. I think I'm going to uh, blame mother nature a little bit on this one. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, hey, yep. thank you, Sean. Thanks for joining us and, and, and keep up the good work and, and hopefully, hopefully here next week, things will, things will dry out and, and maybe not, maybe, and maybe you guys will have a decision to make on, on what to, what to do with your crop planning here. So. Yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Thanks again, Sean. Hope to have you back again and uh, we'll, uh, we'll touch base with you again. Thanks a lot, Sean. Sounds good. Thanks for having you, me on this morning. You Brett. Bet. No problem. Thank you. Thank you.